I want to uh, go back. You know, I kind of uh, started talking uh, uh, Sunday morning, but I didn't. I didn't about for, uh, uh, forgiveness and not us us being forgivers, which we have to be, but us being forgiven. And uh, you know, I believe forgiveness is a gift. I really do. I believe it's a gift that God forgives and, and, uh, you know, we're going into, we're in the Christmas season and, you know, we need to find out all the aspects of God. All the aspects of everything there is about God. All, all that's available to us in, in uh, in this, uh, redemption that we have. And so I want to go back to John 3 and, uh, verse 16. John 3, 16. And, uh, I, I know all of us know this. We've heard it time and time and time again. And uh, I'm going to ask Kathy, put it in the Amplified, if you will, John 3, 16. It says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave up His only begotten, unique Son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on Him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. You know, in the uh, uh, the the uh, New King James Version, it's, uh, let, let me let me let me read the next verse. I'll I'll get ahead of myself. For God did not send the Son. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through Him. In the New King James, verse 17 says that the world through him might be saved. That the world through him might be saved. You know, God didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us. Now, let me tell you what that word save is. You know, in this church, you know what that word save means. This word is the same word that where it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved over in Romans chapter 10. And here's what it means. The same word is the same word. It's sozo means this. It said this. It, that, uh, but that the world through Jesus might be delivered, that they might be protected, that they might be healed, that they might be preserved, that they may be made whole. That's what his Bible says would happen if we believed upon the Son of, uh, of God, Jesus Christ. And so he didn't come to judge us and condemn us. Oh, my goodness gracious, we can look at things in our lives and like, good Lord, how could God ever forgive me of that? He's God. Aren't we glad God's not us? You know, there's some people that they'll say stuff like, "Well, I wouldn't, I would never forgive him for that." But you, will, you will forgive him of that if you want to live a peaceful, joyous, blessed life. And so He said, "I come to, uh, 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 to, to not to condemn, but to save." Ephesians one, Ephesians chapter one. I'm gonna go to several. I'm gonna, I, the reason I want to do this tonight, finish this up, because <clears throat> I miss so many scriptures Sunday. Because I was just kind of shared different things. In Ephesians chapter one, and I know it's in my Bible and my iPad, not verse seven. It says this. It says, In Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. In Him we have redemption through what? His blood and because of His grace. 
Thank God for grace, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God. So we understand that through the blood of Jesus, the Bible says we have forgiveness of sins. Listen, everybody has messed up. Everybody does mess up from time to time. In fact, when Jesus sent, when God sent Jesus, everybody was messed up. Everybody was undone. Everybody was lost. Everybody was living in darkness. Everybody was separated from a relationship with God Almighty. Everybody. And so he sent Jesus to literally, by his precious blood, wash our sins away. I used to think of it like this sometimes. I've come into the house dirty and muddy and all such as that before and, and go get in the shower and, and, uh, oh, and, and, you know, it don't take long in the shower to get mud off. And here's the deal. I guarantee you there's not one of us that could go locate all that dirt. You can say, well, I'm going to go out there and see if I can't find that dirt. You can't find it. It's been washed away. And the Bible says that's the same thing about our sins. It's been washed away. You know what the devil wants to do? Bring it up to you so you'll think it wasn't washed away. See, so many people live under the guilt and under the, the I'll put it like this, in, in under the imprisonment of past failures and mistakes because they don't really understand the power in God to forgive or the power of the blood of Jesus to wash everything, no matter how small or great it might be. See, sometimes we look at things and we measure things by what we see it and instead of what God sees. They said God sees sin as sin. He don't put a level on it or, or, or a degree on it. I'm t- there's, there's sin we understand that's unpardonable, and that's blasphemy to the Holy Spirit, which none of us have done, uh, ever done that. And so he said we have forgiveness uh, because of the blood of Jesus and our sins. And listen, I've, I've watched people that, 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 that they, they're just so, if I can say it like it, they're, they're, they can't hardly look people in the face because of the condemnation that's in their lives. But just being condemned, just being beat down, let me tell you, it's, it's not God doing it. So if there's condemnation coming your way, you might as well find out where it comes from and then you might as well put a stop to it because I tell you, the devil will condemn you. God will not condemn you. He wants to bless you and help you. Amen? Uh, punch that, if you will. I don't know how fast you can punch this up, but punch up uh, Ephesians 1-7 in the, in the Message Bible, Kathy. I could turn there real quick, but I'm not. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, His blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by our misdeeds, and not just barely free either, abundantly free. Glory, is that nice? Not just barely free. Some people think they're barely free. I'm just, I just, I'm just barely free. No, no, no. He completely washed. I said He completely washed. He completely washed. Amen? Praise God. So we're not just barely free, we're abundantly free. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 9.22. Look over at Hebrews 9.22. Praise God. I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to give you some ammunition so when the devil comes around and tries to, tries to mess with you a little bit, you're going you're gonna to pull the trigger. Praise God. You know, you can have a gun, but if you never pull the trigger, it ain't going to do you much good. Huh? Praise God. You say, I got a bullet in it, but you got to pull the trigger. Honey, you may have a bullet in you, but if you don't pull the trigger, ain't nothing going to happen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You say, I don't believe in guns. Well, I do. And I also believe in the power of the Word of God to be the awesome power, dynamite, explosiveness of God to literally bring victory in your life. 
Glory to God. Verse 22 says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. How many knows what remission means? You hear people talk about uh, uh, when people have cancer, stuff like going through things, they'll say, well, it's in remission. It's in remission. Well, let me tell you what the definition of remission is. I'm going to tell you what the de- what Noah Webster says of it, and then I'm going to show you what the Greek, Greek says of it. In remission, it says, it says forgiveness. Remission is forgiveness. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. There's no forgiveness. Without the shedding of the blood, there's no pardon. The Bible says it, uh, that is, it says, here's what the definition is. Forgiveness, pardon, that is the giving up of the punishment due to a crime as the remission of sins. Now, remission in that particular verse right there means to send away. The word signifies a release from bondage or imprisonment. It's dismissal and forgiveness with the added quality of canceling out all judgment, punishment, obligation, or debt. Isn't that good news? I'm talking about all of it. Aren't we glad God don't hold some little something against us to blackmail us? You know, people get something on somebody and they'll start saying, I got something on you. You're going to do me some favors. Well, first of all, God don't have anything on you because he's done forgot it. I said he's done forgot it. He's done washed it away. When you accepted Jesus Christ, his blood washed over you. Hallelujah. Man, I've thought about that so many times about my own life, how I've just been washed in the blood. Has anybody, you don't have to raise your hand up, has you ever done anything maybe a long time ago and the devil still tries to bring that up to you? Almost like God didn't do nothing about it. And if you're not careful, you'll, you'll hook up with him and you'll start getting, feeling guilty, condemned. But I'm telling you, when you put it under the blood of Jesus and you say, I, I've asked God to forgive me, I've, I've, I've been born again, glory to God, I've been washed in the blood, that means every, everything I ever did, listen, I, I did a few things, but everything I did up to the time I met Jesus Christ, He forgave every single one of those things. And the Bible says the blood of Jesus still has the power and still washes us today. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. We're to say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. The blood of Jesus is against you. You're, I'm going to talk about when he starts coming to get you, you're saying the blood of Jesus is against you. I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. I think there's a song like it somewhere. David said this in Psalms 103 too. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. David was talking, you know, I preached on this not too long ago on this particular verses. David was talking to himself. David was talking to himself. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, for he forgives all of my iniquities. Listen, sometimes you have to just tell yourself, God forgives me all of my iniquities. God has already forgiven all of my iniquities. Listen to me. This is uh, what you said. Why are you talking about this? Because there's so many people under bondage and in bondage to, to not to. I'm, I'm, I'm not 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 talking about sin, but what they did prior to. Well, you got to realize God is a good, good God, and the Bible says He forgives how many of them? How many? What What does all mean? He forgives all your iniquities. All of them. Shout all of them. Say it again. 
In other words, he ain't got none hid back somewhere. In fact, he tells us that we ought not keep record. Isn't that what it says in in, in second thanks first Corinthians 13, the love chapter, first Corinthians 13. He says, Don't keep a record of the wrongs done to you. Well, if he if he don't want us keeping a record, he sure not. See, the devil wants you to keep a record of your past in your own mind. Oh my goodness. Am I right? Glory to God. The New Living Translation of that verse says, He has moved, removed our sins as far... No, that, that, that's a different verse. Verse 12 of that same chapter of 103 says, listen to this, He, God, has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. That's the New Living Translation. He has removed our sins from, uh, from us as far as the east is from the west. How many knows what that means? That means if something starts heading west, it never comes back. It's always going west. Now, if it goes north to south, there's a certain point that it'll hit back south. But it's not that way. That's why he said the east is from the west because he never is going to bring it back up to you. Now, if God's not going to bring it back up to you and it's been brought back up to you, who do you think the culprit is? Huh? The best thing to do is say, I'm not going to listen to you. Nah, 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 nah. You ever seen people that they don't want to listen to you so they just make some kind of distraction in their own head? I don't want to hear it. Colossians 2.13. It says, In you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Revelations 1.5 says, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Washed us from our sins in his own blood. Uh, uh, let's go to uh, uh, 1 John 1.7. 1 John 1.7. It says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. His sacrificial blood is the agency for cleansing, forgiveness, and redemption. I'm telling you, there is power in the blood. That's why I like singing blood songs. Amen. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Now, I want to look at an individual in the Bible that uh, had a revelation of forgiveness. And you need to get a revelation of forgiveness. You, I, I've never, you know, I, I went and ministered, uh, I went and actually ministered uh, 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 Ted Currington's dad's funeral uh, last week, or well, Thursday. I guess it was Thursday. That's why we weren't here Wednesday. And uh, because he had asked me, Gosh, last year, and he asked me again in October to make sure I was going to come and do his funeral if anything happened to him, which I had no idea was going to be passed on that soon. And uh, I actually ministered his fun- at his funeral on forgiveness. At his funeral. This guy loved God. The whole church loved him. He was like a granddad to them. Most of them are dad to others. And, and, uh, and of course, one of his grandsons that he had been praying for forever uh, got saved during that service. But I'm telling you something. There's so many people 
that they're living in such condemnation in their lives. It's hard to serve God when you feel guilty all the time. Am I right? It's hard to serve God when you just feel like you're under a guilt trip all the time. So I want to look at uh, an individual in the in the New Testament. In the, let's start at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 7. And it is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. He said this. I'm, I'm going to take you, take you a little trip right here. Verse 2, 2 Corinthians 7, 2. Paul wrote by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost the book, of, the letters to the Corinthian, Corinthian church at Corinth. He says, open your hearts to us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. Now, if you read about Paul, Saul of Tarsus, if you read about him, and we're going to go through a few, to a few scriptures and just look at him prior to this statement. And so he said, we've wronged nobody. We've corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. And the Amplified Bible says this, do open your hearts to us again. Enlarge them to take us in. We have wronged no one. We have betrayed or corrupted no one. We have cheated or taken advantage of no one. Now that's a pretty bold statement for Paul or Saul or Paul, Saul of Tarsus prior to that. In Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, look there. We're going to look at his life just for a few minutes. Acts chapter 7, verse 57. It says, then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him, talking about Stephen, before they murdered Stephen, stoned him to death, with one accord, and they, listen, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. Now, the Bible says they cast him, was, as they were stoning him, they laid their clothes at Saul's feet. Saul was sitting there. Not only was he watching it, he was encouraging it, and he was taking delight in it. He says in the, uh, chapter 8, or chapter 8, verse 1, the Amplified said, Saul was not only consenting to Stephen's death, he was pleased and entirely approving of it. Now, he made a statement, we've done no wrong to anybody. It almost sounds like there was some wrong done there, right? There was some wrong done there. And it goes on to say, in the Message Bible, it says, Saul was right there congratulating the killers. He was right there congratulating the killers. Look at Acts chapter uh, uh, 9. Acts chapter 9. We're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about God's forgiving us. Verse 1 says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now listen. 
He was going to take men and women, men or women, it didn't really matter, and bring them bound to Jerusalem. Look what it says in the Amplified. It says, Meanwhile, Saul, still drawing his breath, hard from threatening and murders, de- hard from threatening and murderous desire against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and requested of him letters to the synagogue at Damascus, authorizing him so that if he found any men or women belonging to the way or the, the Christians of life as determined by faith in Jesus Christ, he might bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. You can put it like this. Paul was wrecking havoc on the church. He was wrecking havoc on the church. I mean, he was destroy, pulling families apart, destroying uh, uh, the families. And I mean, he's going through all this in the name of God. He believed he was doing the service to God by doing that. Now look at Acts uh, 9.13. When Paul sent Ananias, he said, Ananias, I, of course we understand there was a conversion take place between now and verse 13. Paul got knocked off his donkey by Jesus Christ. He said, Lord, who art thou? We understand that at that point, Paul got born again. He got washed in the blood of the Lamb. He got forgiven. Then Ananias answered and said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to you, to you, to your saints in Jerusalem. So Ananias didn't even want to go pray for him because he, he didn't believe that anything changed in him. And he was actually afraid of what Paul might do to him. And so he had a pretty bad reputation of what he was doing to the church. But something happened to Paul on the road to Damascus. Jesus appeared to him and Jesus said, Paul, you are, you are, how long are you going to continue to fight against me? How long are you going to keep trying to destroy me? In other words, Jesus said, when you're doing it to them, you're doing it to me. Paul didn't even know who, uh, he, he said, I don't even know who are you, Jesus? Who are you, Lord? And so Paul understood forgiveness and that's why he said in Galatians 2, 20 verse 21. Galatians 2, 20 and 21. I know I'm talking fast. I don't know why I'm talking so fast. I always talk fast. 2. Twenty. Two twenty. I don't give you the verse because I want to at least get there when you do. In the Amplified it says this. I have been crucified with Christ. In Him, I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat is, 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 is defeat its very purpose. I do not set aside and invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace and merited favor of God. For if justification, righteousness, acquittal from guilt comes through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ the Messiah died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. His death was then wholly superfluous. Listen, Paul said this. He said, I've been crucified with Christ, but it's not me who's living no more. It's Christ living in me. I'm going to tell you right now, Paul, like you and I, with all of us have a past, but that's exactly what we have as a past. Paul understood the power and the forgiveness of God, that God forgave him that day from all the wrong that he had done in any, in, 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 not just what he'd done to the church, but anything he ever done in his life. He said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, says this, 
For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Paul recognized this. I'm a new person. Did you know you're a new person in Christ? Did you know when you get born again, you're, the Bible says a species that never even existed before. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have what? What they do? Pass away. So if they passed away, why are we keep trying to drag them up? Kind of like, kind of like, uh, it's, uh, uh, I was, I was, well, I was hearing that it was a, it was a joke, I think. And I, I wish I could remember it was so funny. It, it, it was, it, well, I forget who, I'm, I'm trying to do this right. So this lady walked out on her, or, or, or looked out on her back porch one day and, and she saw her dog all covered with dirt. He had dirt all over him. And, and she looked over there and there was this rabbit sitting there that he had had and it was all covered with dirt and all. She said, Oh my God. Oh my God. My dog has done killed my neighbor's prize rabbit. And she then knew they raised prize rabbit. He said, Oh my God. My dog. And so who was it? It was stiff. It was our, it was stiff. And, and she said, Oh my God. So she took that rabbit. And she washed that rabbit and cleaned that rabbit and did all that and went and put that rabbit back in the cage so hopefully she could, she could cover up her dog's, uh, mistake and such as that. And, and so she went in the house and, and it was a few hours later when, when the people come home and all of a sudden she heard screaming and hollering coming from over there and she ran out and said, what's wrong? She said, oh my God, three days ago my rabbit died and I buried it and it's back in the cage. And that's about the way we are sometimes. Want to try to clean it up a little bit? Listen, it's done washed away. There ain't no sense in messing with it. Amen? It goes on to say, now all things are of God. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made or become the righteousness of God in Him. That's why we talk all the time that you ain't going to get no more righteous than you are and you're not going to get no more washed than what you already are. Now listen to me. We may mess up, make mistakes. None of us are going to be perfect. We're not going to live a perfect life on this earth. We're not in heaven yet. There was only one. Jesus was the one that lived a perfect life. But the thing about it is it also says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me tell you He's not asking you to confess all your sins from the, before you got born again, but we do know when we mess up now. Amen? Listen, I've said things before and I say, whoops, I repent. Doing things. I'm telling you, their repentance is also a gift <clears throat> to us. Amen? Listen to Isaiah 43, 25. It says, I, even I am He who blots out and cancels your transgressions. That's amplified. I, I, even I am he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. 
and I will not remember your sin. I will not remember your shortcomings and your failures. I will not. That's God. I said, that's God talking. If God's willing to let it go, then what about us? You said, well, people keep bringing it up. Well, just realize it don't matter what they bring up. I remember when we was pastoring a Living Word Church and I was at church one day by myself. It was before church started and I was in my office and this, this lady come over and she, uh, she opened the door and she was sitting there and I, I didn't even know who she was. And, uh, she was standing there in that door and, uh, here she was talking. She said, well, I know about you and I know all about this and all about this. Started, started wanting to talk. I said, hold on. I said, he died. I said, I'm a new person, forgiven. Listen, you can sit there and let people try to take you back sin lane. We call it memory lane sometimes. And you can sit there and I tell you what, you don't need to give no fuel to the devil. No fuel to the devil. Listen, I'm not proud of the things I've done. And most things I, I don't even remember. I guess through the process of time, I just don't think about it and don't talk about it, so I don't remember half the things I did. But the thing about it is, the devil still brings things up to me now. I know he might not y'all, but he does me. All you got to do is say, under the blood. Say it with me, under the blood. Can y'all say that when he brings that to your mind? Under the blood, that's under the blood. That's our, it's not, listen, it's, it's not, we're not atoned for, we've been washed. Atonement was like sweeping it under the rug. But the washing of the uh, uh, the blood that Jesus shed for us, it washed it away. I mean, you can go look under the rug. It's not there. It's not there. Kind of like people sweep dirt sometimes to hide it from somewhere. We'll sweep it under the rug. We'll get it later. Well, I'm telling you, Paul understood forgiveness. He said, we've, 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 we've done no man wrong. We haven't done any man wrong. We just read scriptures that we could look back and say, no, 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 Paul. We remember what you did. But Paul got to the place where no matter... Listen, people, I guarantee, were skeptical of him for a long time. But I'm telling you right now, he knew in whom he believed. And he knew the power of the, of the blood of Jesus to wash him clean and to get him right with God and put him in right standing with God. And that's how we have to look at it. Let, let's look at a, one last scripture. In Hebrews, <coughs> Hebrews chapter 12, uh, 9. Let's start with verse 1. I mean 11, I'm sorry. I'm looking at two ones. It says, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling and the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Cleanse your conscience. Your conscience. Cleanse your conscience that you can serve the living God. 
You know, you have to get to the place where I'm not going to, I'm not going to be letting all the things uh, in, in life bug me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look down when people talks to me. I'm going to look up because he's the lifter up of my head and God has done clean my slate. Amen. Listen, you can't afford to live in guilt all your life. You can't afford to live under the, the weight of condemnation. Because I'm telling you, God's not... I, I know people that have begged God to forgive them for years because they didn't believe He did it the first time. you got to understand something. God forgives you. He has forgiven you and He will forgive you. God is so good. I thank God we have that gift of forgiveness. That God can forgive us. Now, I don't think we have to uh, live our lives at work in a constant state of asking God to forgive us, but I'm here to tell you that God will forgive you when you mess up, when you make a mistake. And we're all human, and we will make some mistakes from time to time, and we just need to realize that God forgives us. He washes it clean. We don't have to sit around and say, well, you know, I remember way back when. Listen, don't, don't remember way back when. Let's just live day by day, serve God, and live in the forgiving power of God and the and the and the shed blood of Jesus Christ that has washed us clean and white as snow. Amen. Well, isn't God good? Hallelujah. Do you feel any cleaner today? Praise God. Yeah, people, you get, you get up in the. I know one thing. When in the end of the day, if I go get me a shower and cleaned up, I sleep better. I tell you what, when you just thank God and think about the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness of God, you'll sleep better. I said, you'll sleep better. Amen. So you'll sleep good tonight. Amen. Praise God. Say it with me. Father, I thank you that you shed that. Let me go back. Jesus, I thank you that you shed your blood for me. And through that shed blood, all my sins have been washed away. And I will not be drugged back in the past in Jesus name. I will live today as a child of God, an ambassador for Christ, a new creation in Christ, a person that has been crucified with Christ. I declare today, I will not let my past run my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You need to learn these words. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. Amen. Isn't God good? Thank you, Jesus. Well, don't let the devil condemn you. You're not condemned. You're forgiven. Amen. Isn't God good? Well, I hope you got something out of this. I'm done. Praise God.